Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 542, Friday Flashback, to the very first Friday Forum. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'm Daryl Darnell. This week, I picked up three books about Rod Serling for an upcoming project of mine, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we are hopping in the TARDIS and taking a trip back to check out the very first episode of the Friday Forum. Well, happy Friday to you. Welcome to another episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm so glad that you have tuned in to today's episode. I think we have a treat for you today. I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But before I do that, let's check out today's fun fact. Now, today is December 2nd. Can you believe we're already into December? This year has flown by like they always do. But on December 2nd, 1804, Napoleon Bonaparte was crowned Napoleon I, and he was the first Frenchman to hold the title of emperor in a thousand years. So, here are some interesting facts about Napoleon. Number one, Napoleon wasn't French. Napoleon's family was more Italian than French. He was born on the island of Corsica, which wasn't 100% French, as the island just had a year of being in French power, and they had a different accent. At age nine, Napoleon attended school in France, where he learned to speak French fluently, but he never lost his Corsican accent. Number two. Early during his military career, Napoleon was nicknamed the Little Corporal for his allegedly short stature. And of course, this is now synonymous with Napoleon. We always think of him as short. However, he had an average height for men during those times at about 1.7 meters. The confusion regarding his height was due to the fact that the height recorded at the time of his death was 5 foot 2 in French units, which translates to 5 foot 6 in present times. And another reason is that he liked to keep extremely tall soldiers around him, which of course made him appear shorter. Number three, Napoleon changed the world standard of driving. This is really interesting. Before Napoleon, the horse riders would hold their left on a road everywhere in continental Europe so that the right hand carrying the sword could be used to attack if need be. Well, Napoleon thought it to be an old tactic and changed sides to surprise his enemies. And this spread all over the conquered lands except for Great Britain, because they were never conquered by Napoleon. And this means most countries in the world today are still following Napoleon in at least one way. Isn't that fascinating? Number four. Napoleon wore a packet of poison around his neck so that he wouldn't have to deal with being captured or deported or all the other stuff that comes to a wannabe world conqueror that loses. When he finally went to use it in 1814, It only succeeded in making him violently ill, as it had lost most of its potency. Dope! And number five. There's a thing called night 
writing. And it was actually another one of Napoleon's military tactics so that soldiers on the battlefield could easily read documents in the dark and communicate without making a sound. So he requested a code system, but it was too complex for soldiers to learn. But the system proved its worth when a 12-year-old blind boy named Louis Braille learned night writing, and inspired by it, he developed the Braille system for the visually impaired. So again, we can pass on some credit to Napoleon for this excellent idea. Again, fascinating stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed those fun facts, or interesting facts is how I label them today, about Napoleon. I really enjoyed putting those together. I also really enjoy your Friday Forum contributions. I always have. And this podcast was started from day one with the idea of having Fridays dedicated to you, the listeners. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was disappointed that we haven't had more Friday Forum contributions. I honestly, I'd hoped that with this being the final season, we'd have more Friday Forum contributions. And those of you listening who maybe had never done one or maybe wanted to get one more in before we wrap it all up, um, we would, I thought, I thought we'd have no Friday flashbacks in this final season. So, but that hasn't worked out that case. In fact, this is two weeks in a row now that we've had a Friday flashback. And I was thinking this week, what, what do we pull for a Friday flashback? Normally I look at stats and kind of look at some of the more popular episodes. Or last week I looked at one that, that, uh, aired right around Thanksgiving last year. Um, I think it was last year, it might've been the year before. I think it, it was last year, uh, but it had been aired right around Thanksgiving. And this time I thought, you know what? I think I'll pull the very first Friday Forum episode that we ever had. It was episode 10, because the very first week of the podcast, we didn't have a Friday Forum, and I didn't expect there to be that first week. It would have been a great surprise. But the second week that this podcast existed, we did have a Friday Forum contribution. I had no recollection of who it was from or what it was about. And much to my surprise, it was from Mark Decote. And now, and I thought, well, gosh, I just aired one of his old episodes last week. Do I, do I do Mark two weeks in a row? And I thought, well, yeah, why not? I mean, these are two, for two very separate reasons. I mean, the only reason I'm doing Mark again this week is because I wanted to air the very first Friday Forum contribution. And Mark happened to be that. And I, I think it's really cool now to look back on it and go, wow, here's Mark making a contribution at the very beginning of the show. And none of us had any idea how big of a role, how important of a role he would play in the future of this podcast. And so I thought that was cool too. So here it is, the the very first Friday Forum. It's from Mark. And again, I'd love to have you as a contributor before we get out of here. We're now in December. We have, uh, well, just four weeks left. We had five, but that included this one today. So now four Friday Forums are left. And if you want to be a part of those, I would love to have you. The number is 304-837-2278 or goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Well, have a great weekend. And uh, it's going to be cold and rainy here, so I'm going to be staying inside, working, watching some football. Of course, you can count on that. Whatever you've got planned, I hope it's a great one. And I hope you'll join me back here on Monday. And here's Mark with the very first Friday Forum episode. It's Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 10. Daryl? Thank you for this great podcast. Your stories are both motivating and inspirational, and I look forward to listening to them each day. Here's my story for your Friday Forum, the card game that changed my life. I was born in Ontario, but my family moved to a small city on the outskirts of Montreal, Quebec, when I was three. 
I attended a French school there from kindergarten to the end of grade four when we moved back to Ontario. My parents decided to enroll me in an immersion school, which meant half my classes were in English and half were in French. I continued this path all through high school. The idea was that I could come out at the end perfectly bilingual, which for the spoken part, it worked. However, when it came to the written language, I wasn't very good at either. At the high school I attended in the late 80s, early 90s, there were two paths of study you could take. A four-year general course for those who were planning on going to college, and a five-year advanced course for those who were planning on going to university. FYI, in Canada, college and university are two completely different things, where, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the two terms are somewhat interchangeable for U.S. institutions. Anyways. I was told upon entering high school that even though I would be in the advanced program for most of my courses, my language skills were not strong enough to take the advanced English, so I was put into the general program for that one subject. There was only one level for French. It seemed the guidance counselors were right, as even though I excelled in all my other courses, I was barely getting by in English, with an average during my grades 9 through 12 in the mid to high 50s, and 50 was a pass. Halfway through grade 12, I had to make a decision. Since all my courses, except for English, were in the advanced level, I had the choice of graduating at the end of this year or come back for a grade 13. I could still go on to university as long as English wasn't a prerequisite of the course I enrolled in. Since I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, I decided to stay the extra year. Now, because of the credit requirements to graduate in Ontario at the time, most grade 13 students only enrolled in six courses instead of eight which gave us three per semester, leaving us one spare per term, which is exactly what I did. I enrolled in what for me were easy courses, accounting, sociology, typing. Does anyone actually remember when typing was offered as a course in school? Anyways, now let me back the story up a bit here. Since my second year of high school, I was infatuated by this one girl named Kim. She was a grade behind me. I was shy and awkward, but I did manage to ask her to dance at a couple of the school dances and even drummed up the courage once to ask her on a date. Unfortunately, she had a boyfriend at the time, and she politely turned me down. We talked from time to time, and she knew I really liked her. But we were both shy, and that's about it. all that happened. Fast forward again. It was my first week of the second semester of grade 13. I was sitting down with some friends during our spare, playing a game of euchre, like we sometimes did to pass the time, when I saw Kim go into a classroom. I left the game and took a walk over to see what class she was in. It was the grade 12 advanced English course. On a crazy whim, I went to see my guidance counselor to ask if there was any way I could get into that class. At first she said no, since I was in the general English program, and that class required a grade 11 advance as a prerequisite. But then she had an idea and said that they might be able to make an exception, since I had already, albeit just barely, passed the grade 12 general class. After all, if I didn't do well, it wouldn't be reflected on my school record because I already had my grade 12 English credit. The only problem was that since technically I didn't need the credit to graduate, I had to get the permission of the English teacher to take her class. I thought I was finished at that point, as it happened to be the same teacher who had taught me English in grades 9 through 11, and we really did not get along. I approached her with a note from the guidance office and made up a story that I wanted the advanced credit to help me on my university applications. Now, as I said, we really didn't get along and particularly didn't like each other. She reluctantly agreed that I could take the class, but if I ever got anything less than 70% on even so much as a pop quiz, I would be kicked out immediately. I agreed. 
The next day, I walked into the class, and as luck would have it, there was an empty desk next to Kim. I sat down and asked her if I could borrow her notes from the first couple of days to get caught up. She agreed, and we started talking. The first couple of weeks, the teacher was really hard on me, singling me out, tossing questions my way to stuff she figured I didn't know. Some I surprised her with by answering, but most I told her honestly that I didn't know. Now, two things happened those first few weeks. Kim and I started talking more, both in and outside of class. Her boyfriend didn't go to our school, by the way. And second, I decided to show that teacher that she couldn't mess with me. I started applying myself and received a score of 84% on my first test. I remember that particular grade since it was the first time I'd ever received a score in English higher than a high 60. The semester went on and my marks got better. Kim and I started hanging out after school to work on English projects. But let's not go there yet. I made it through the semester and finished with an average of 89%. And to top it off, the teacher and I were getting along very well. She even told me once the course was over how proud she was of me. She knew that if she had pushed me back in grade 9s through 11, I wouldn't have responded, but she always knew that I had it in me. Now, grade 13 was over and I had graduated. I had my advanced English credit. Kim and I were good friends, but nothing more. So now, what to do? I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And my choices were to spend the money to enroll in a post-secondary program just for the hell of it, or take some time off, work full-time while I decided. Well, I knew myself well enough. If I took the time off, I didn't think I would ever go back to school. But I also didn't want to waste money on a post-secondary course I really wasn't interested in. Then I came up with another crazy idea. I went back to the guidance counselor and told her that I enjoyed the advanced English class so much that I wanted to come back for another year in order to take the grade 13 advanced English, as well as the English Lit, English Composition, and another English class that the name eludes me that were all part of the grade 13 curriculum. I was allowed, so I came back for a grade 14. And you know what? Kim was in three of my four classes. To get to the end of this long story, let me tell you that I passed all four of my English classes with my lowest mark being a 92%. I graduated with honors in English and received a few bursaries for my high marks. Yes, that was technically my second time graduating from high school, something that would pay off as you'll see. Towards the end of the school year, Kim and her boyfriend were having difficulties. And guess who was there for her? We had our first date the night of our graduation. We'll be married 20 years in August. The following year, Kim was taking a nursing course at our local college, so I decided to follow her. It wouldn't cost too much since I could still live at home, and my bursaries covered most of the first semester's tuition. I looked over the courses they offer and decided to enroll in the graphic design program, figuring it might be interesting. The funny thing is, I had never taken an art class in high school, didn't consider myself artistic in any way. After a few months, I discovered a passion for the subject. Now, I found out during my first year of college that students entering the graphic arts program needed to go through an intense interview process, followed by testing and a rigorous portfolio review before even being considered for the course, something I hadn't been put through. I discovered that since I technically had graduated at the end of grade 13, the college considered my grade 14 as a year studying abroad and counted me as a mature student. Therefore, I was able to bypass all the other hoops that students needed to jump through, and I was just allowed in the course. It's a good thing, too, because I never would have been accepted otherwise. Now, in college, I took what I had learned during my last two years of high school and fully applied myself. I discovered an ease and a passion for graphics I didn't know I had. After three years, I graduated at the top of my class. Kim and I moved in together, and we've been happy ever since.
She's a nurse, and I'm a successful graphic designer running my own studio. But I'll save that for another story. Here's what I learned. Some people don't believe in fate, but thinking back, it's hard for me to deny it. Sure, maybe all it boils down to was a boring game of euchre that day. But if I hadn't gotten up from that game to see what class Kim had walked into all those years ago, I'm sure I wouldn't be married to her today. I wouldn't have two wonderful kids. I wouldn't be a successful graphic designer. I wouldn't have taken those extra English classes that birthed my love of reading, which also led to my love of genre television. If I wasn't a graphic designer, I wouldn't have become an Apple aficionado. So I might not have insisted on owning an iPhone, which led to my discoveries of podcasts, specifically the Revolution podcast. I wouldn't have met you, Daryl, which means I wouldn't be a podcaster today. I wouldn't have watched and loved Fringe, Firefly, and Lost. And it's sad to think that I probably never would have known any of the great people who make up the Golden Spiral Media family. It's funny how that one event so long ago was the catalyst for so much that is good in my life today. And you know something funny? I don't even remember how to play Yooker. Thanks, Daryl, for giving me the chance to tell my story. What a really cool story, Mark. Thanks for sharing. I've never even heard of the game Yooker, so I don't know how to play it either. We're in the same boat, except that you've played it sometime in the past. Thank you again for sharing your story. What a really cool story about following your heart. You know, he said everything in his story from his now wife, Kim, to podcasting was achieved because he followed his heart. And what a really cool lesson. And it's amazing to me too, because the way it all worked, I mean, I can look at my tree of influence, if you will, and think about Cliff Ravenscraft and Stephanie when they did the Lost podcast and how that led me to getting interested in podcasting. And then I started my own podcast. And now I have Mark and some other people that I've influenced in podcasting. And it's a really cool and really humbling thing to think about. But at the bigger picture here, it shows us that all of us are influencing each other's lives. Life is not this really compartmentalized segment by segment path that we take. In reality, all of life ebbs and flows and bleeds into one stage to the next, and it's all fluid. And it's really cool to look back on things and see how one thing led to the next, led to the next, and led to the next. And it was influenced by various things. So, Again, Mark, really cool, really inspirational story. And it's interesting for me because I've only ever known you as a graphic artist. When you shared your story and how it was late in your schooling before you even discovered graphic arts, that blew me away because I assumed that you'd always had this interest in graphic arts. And by the way, Mark is the one that created the artwork for this podcast. He took that cartoon of me and created that and came up with the logo and all the stuff. So, Mark, your graphic art touch is all over this podcast, and I'm glad to have you as a part of this podcast now in more ways than just the graphical side of things. So thank you for sharing your story. Now, if you want to share your story, again, that call-in information for next week's Friday Forum is 304-837-2278. You can also record an audio file and attach that to an email. That's what Mark did. And you can email that to feedback at goldenspiralmedia.com, or you can go over to our website and click on the send voicemail tab, and that's over at goldenspiralmedia.com. And when you do that third option, you'll need your computer's microphone available to record an audio feedback that way. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening this week. I am so looking forward to week three. 
I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review.